This is the week eight Sunday morning edition of the PFF daily betting podcast. It's the one you you love more than any other because it's George and Eric and uh, bring the fire here. It's Halloween night. Uh, we're sitting at home. You can't see us. Uh, neither of us have dressed up, although I did consider pulling out a trash can and dressing up as the Cowboys. Well, that you you, you stole that from Colleen Wolf, right? She like Did she, she like that? dressed up as a dumpster fire. I mean, there are a lot of those out there. It's really there are only two teams I think that you can pick, though, right? It's the Jets or the Cowboys. Well, she uh, Wolf did the uh, NFC East, which the I feel like NFC is East. like a pretty solid one. I'm not sure there's a dumpster fire that rages hot enough for that. Now, this was interesting. I was going through the games today uh, in preparation for the Super Contest. And I found it hilarious that three-fourths of the worst division in history are playing in primetime this week. We've got Philly and Dallas on Sunday night, and then the New York Giants, that line has gone skyward, are playing on Monday night against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So that's fantastic. Let's start with some props, and I will get the ball rolling here with your guy, Patrick Mahomes against the Jets, two and a half passing touchdowns over plus 140. And the thought here would be that he gets that in the first half. <laughs> right. I mean, that's like really the only chance, right? Because they're going to probably be up 28 nothing in the first half. They're going to call off the dogs. And Chad Henney is going to be in there. Um, yeah, it's obviously you're getting plus 140, though, so it's not a terrible move, especially – if the Jets are live, like let's say they score a touchdown in the first half mm-hmm. of the game, like they did last week, and the Chiefs have to play three quarters, then you know then you got a shot. All right, give me one that you like. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh, man, there's so many good ones. There are a lot of good props this um, week. I'm gonna go with something that I think has been pretty good. I'm gonna go with rushing yards. I'm gonna go under. 60 and a half for Miles Gaskin against the LA Rams. I like that. Um, your thought there, I'm assuming, is that um, they're going to have to throw the ball fairly frequently in this game. Yeah, they're underdogs. Um, you know, the Rams defense has been fine against the run, um, as we saw last week against David Montgomery. And then the other thing is, like, feature backs over 50 yards, it's just, like, tricky because, like, they could just have a crap game in 15 carries, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're if he gets 15 carries, averages four yards a carry, that's, like, not the worst thing we've ever seen, and that still goes under the total here. So, um, and then he might not even get a full allotment of carries. Let's say Matt Burita takes takes run off of him. Then what are you doing kind of thing. Right. Uh, I'm going back to the well here with um, – with something that I just, I love so much. And that is a receiving prop for a running back that um, is not exactly a adept receiver. And that is, uh, there's two here that I love. Derrick Henry, eight and a half against our Cincinnati Bengals. I can tell you right now, there's no one on Cincinnati stopping him on a screen. And then secondarily, a little two-for-one special, my man, the highest-grade running back in the NFL, Mr. Daryl Henderson for the Los Angeles Rams, over 11.5. That's minus 120. Derrick Henry is minus 125. And uh, Daryl Henderson's 11.5, in case I didn't say that. 
those are I think those are pretty uh, solid options here. Let me look. Yeah, it's all running backs for the overs and receiving yards, mm-hmm. but um, I have one, let's. I have one more under that I like, but you can go first. Okay, go for it. Okay, um, Jamal Williams, three and a half receptions against Minnesota, and my rationale here is this: Minnesota has no one to cover any receivers. So why would our good man, the revenge king himself, Aaron Rodgers, throw to anyone other than a receiver tomorrow? Uh, So I like under three and a half for Jamal Williams. Yeah, the only thing is that you might get tap passes and stuff that are, you know, with the wind and and Gladney Dantzler. And so you're right. I mean, their, their corners are terrible, but you might get some tap passes, which could hurt that total. But I, I yeah, generally speaking, I like that. Um, here's one that I like. I'm going to go with Nelson Aguilar under 37 and a half. And the reason I'm going with this receiving yards is just the, the snow, you know, the, the wind mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the wind factor tomorrow in Cleveland, Derek Carr, you know, I think he's going to be Mr. Underneath guy. Um, that's going to yield some Dar- Darren Waller situations. I don't think it's going to yield any, anybody but Aguilar situations. I like that a lot. Um, as usual, you can go check out. There are a ton, an absolute plethora. I haven't used plethora since. Um, well, this is a week where there's legitimate weather for the first time all year. Yeah. And it, it's important, I think, to, to think about that. Um, you know, from a DFS standpoint, you may want to take players who have weather in your games because nobody else might have them. Um, but if you're looking at props, you might want to take unders on players with weather. It's an interesting situation. I think the tail is fatter uh, for players with weather um, just because, you know, they're not going to be well-owned. But in props, you don't have to worry about that. Right. You're not playing against anyone else. Um, the DFS uh, – sorry, the DFS optimizer is um, live and uses our player projections. But you can adjust those if you want. So if you feel, you know, strongly about someone uh, or some team, you can do that. And then the props tool with all of the different values that we have. There are a bunch already tonight uh, when we're recording this about 9, 11 p.m. So go check that out. Okay, let's get to some sides here. Uh, and let's start Let's start with the game that I think everyone is, is most excited to watch. And that's Pittsburgh-Baltimore. And this is now Baltimore looks to be Baltimore minus four. What what is to you the biggest kind of factor here? Because I look at the spot for Baltimore, it's really great, but I'm a little nervous about Lamar Jackson not playing as well as he has in the past, the Steelers defense. Is there anything that stands out to you above the rest in this game? It's the two defenses look the exact same. You know, it's blitz, it's man coverage, it's dare the other team to sort of beat you on the outside. Um, and weirdly, I think Pittsburgh probably has more promise there. Mm-hmm. And now the question then becomes in the running game, is Lamar Jackson healthy enough to, you know, deal and, and sufficiently handle the over-aggressive nature of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the run game because to me that's like the biggest deal um if if Pittsburgh's too aggressive in the run game crashes down too hard and Lamar slips out and runs for 150 yards it's going to be hard for Pittsburgh to cover this number to win the game outright if they can stay disciplined and force Lamar to stay within the pocket 
I don't think the receivers for Baltimore can do a whole lot against the Steelers' yeah. uh, corners. Um, and, you know, Bush being out wasn't really a factor last week, but it could be a factor this week against Andrews. I think that's the, the handicap, if you like, with the Ravens. If you like the Steelers, it's it's that their defense is going to be disciplined enough to contain everybody, and their the receivers for the Ravens are not on par with the receivers of the Steelers. Yeah, so about 73% of the cash, 84% of the tickets on the Steelers against the spread. And there's one other thing that, that worries me a little bit, which is how physical and how tough that game against the Titans was last week for the Steelers. And the Ravens are going to come out, you know, firing in this game, rested up. But if I think at four, I'm a little nervous at, about taking Baltimore. I actually think what I would do is take Pittsburgh money line if I were to bet this game in any way, shape, or form, yeah. um, plus 175, and uh, then go enjoy the game. Yeah, there's not a ton of value on the money line, but it but it's it's one of those where again, like if you like them at three and a half, you know, mm-hmm. probably yeah, yeah. It's one of those I think I could go either way on. I I think I liked Pittsburgh earlier in the week and I talked myself out of it, so we'll see. Yeah, flip flop back and forth here. Let's go to uh, Tennessee Cincinnati. This is already all the way up to Cincinnati plus seven. When we wrote this up on Monday morning, by the way, you should check out. Uh, the PFF forecast, our Monday morning podcast, uh, goes over all the lines at that time. They are very different on Monday morning than they are mm-hmm. on Saturday night because it's now Cincy plus seven. It was Cincy plus four and a half. So have you have you bought back some Cincy at seven? Or are you waiting to see if it gets to seven? I have, actually. I think there's some value on Cincy at plus seven. I think one of the big issues, interestingly, is that – Cincinnati's out. I mean, you have Suofilo on IR. You have Jonah Williams, Bobby Hart out. And um, and yet, when you look at the Titans, like, can they actually take advantage of this? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than Jadavion Clowney, they're really not a team that can get any pass rush. Um, Burrow is really – that's really been where he has struggled this year is against pass rush. I think that's a matchup that actually, you know, in a normal game, the Bengals would be significantly hindered by it. Um, in a game like this, not so much. So then it's the receivers on the outside. Like at this point, I'm just not laying a touchdown with Tennessee on the road when they don't have a coverage unit. They don't have, you know, uh pass rush. Like they really can't like Burrow. The back third is going to be wide open for Burrow. No house advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across all the different sports for cash this is an awesome new fantasy sports platform. That's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than traditional fantasy sports apps. Can be confusing. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contest without having to make a single deposit, play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests, or create your own private contest with your friends. Use promo code EDGE, E-D-G-E, when you're signing up, and they'll match your first deposit up to $20. And if your first deposit is at least 10, you're gonna get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's $40 value for 10 bucks. So go make it happen, No House Advantage, Promo code E D G E Edge. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So this, we talked about this, and I, there are going to be some pretty high wins here. Um, let's see, by three by noon, supposedly twenty mile an hour winds, which yeah. is one of the interesting things. Now, I really liked the over uh, before seeing the forecast. Maybe not as stoked on uh, the over anymore. However, if that suppresses scoring, 
then seven points is even nicer. So I think the, the way to play this is to take Cincy plus seven um, and not to be worried about um, the, the lack of offensive line, as you talked about. The other thing that's interesting is Tennessee, you know, they're, they played also in that very physical Pittsburgh game. They probably view this as a game that they're just going to win. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, like, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons here to like Cincinnati. So that is one that I bought back as well at seven. Where do you want to go next? Yeah, and some issues. Cincinnati traded some players who I think have been headaches for them over the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over the past little bit. So um, we talked about Cleveland. If you want to listen about that, that's on the forecast. I think we talked a little bit about Indy. Um both Cleveland and, you know, the Green Bay unders are now to a point where I don't know if there's enough value anymore after we liked under with the wind and stuff. Let's talk. Hmm. Okay. Convince me that the Chicago New Orleans over 42 and a half is the right play to make. Okay. I thought about this as well. So, oh man, 42 and a half is a pretty low number. And this is, I think a lot of this is about how you feel the New Orleans Saints offense can operate. And Chicago's defense has been good. But Drew Brees and I think the the passing game and the offense of New Orleans is what you really want to look at. And they have been a lot better. Brees is the highest graded quarterback um, over the last three games that he's played. So that I think is encouraging. Secondarily, this is obviously because of how bad Nick Foles looked. And yes, he looked really bad. But this is back at home in Chicago. And if we know anything about Nick Foles, it's that he's erratic as hell. So we saw bad Nick Foles. I think there's definitely a chance we get decent Nick Foles. Um, They're an underdog at home. Maybe they get a little spunky. And 42 and a half, you know, I mean, if New Orleans gets to 28, you got to feel pretty good about this. So I think they can get to 28. There there looks to be 20-mile-plus winds, under 40 temperature. I feel like that's probably one of the reasons this is where it is. But, but think about um, this. So you have those wins. Drew Brees throws the ball five yards downfield. Right. And the Bears are not exactly throwing the ball downfield. I mean, it, it's going to be one of those where – The wind probably you know, somebody, helps Foles. Uh, Makes him more accurate. The, the, Saints, the Saints have a ton of uh, penalties generally week to week. You wonder if that regresses. But like a penalty could you know, very much like – you know, keep, you know, a game sort of like in line, you know, it could extend a drive or two where, you know, there's an extra touchdown or two. That's kind of what you need to, to get over a game like that. Okay. Our um, model is continually slapping us in the face in this Minnesota Green Bay game. It is now six. Uh, Green Bay six point favorite over the Minnesota Vikings. Tell me how Minnesota covers this. Oh, it's it's actually like I can see why people are betting it. So look, Cameron Dantzler, I made the joke about him not being six feet with, but you know, close to anybody since like week one or whatever. He's back. Dan uh, Gladney's back. Um, they get Troy Die on the on the back seven. In theory, they're better. They've been horrible so far. They have no pass rush too. But the idea I I think has to be okay. The weather. Again, this is is this not my handicap, but it's the one that I think maybe folks are making. Um, but it's it's okay. Cousins in the Vikings offense is a run first offense that can move the football pretty well, 
and you know Dalvin Cook's playing, Aaron Jones is not, and you know like this game is going to be a muck it up NFC North game. The Vikings are better at that than Green Bay is. That's not really what I believe, but I can sort of see how that's like the thinking, I guess. But I don't agree with it. Hey, to me, it's this is a. I just don't. I don't know how. You're you're hoping Kirk Cousins comes through the back door here. If you're if you're picking if you're betting Minnesota, which Cousins feels like the guy who's really good at getting the touchdown that's like just yeah. short of the back. Door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just you remember the remember the Chicago game that you did with Chris, yeah. and it was like twenty five twenty, and the Bears went for two like three times, and Cousins got the touchdown, but he missed the two the two pointer to get through the three and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, opening day against Green Bay, he throws three touchdowns to get it to nine, but it's like who cares? Falcons game, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, but again, like Cousins is like not even good enough to get the Vikings to the back door. He's good enough to get you to like the a score away from the back door, which feels weird in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, okay, let's talk about um, San Francisco, Seattle here. Total 53 and a half, Seattle minus three. I think that the Niners are live dogs here. But if I'm going to bet any side of this, I'm actually going to go to the over. And the reason that, that I would do that is San Francisco, and it's 53 and a half. I mentioned that earlier. It, San Francisco's offense without Debo Samuel, maybe people are valuing that as you know a detriment to them. And it is. But San Francisco is equipped to handle these injuries as long as their quarterback can stand up straight. I think they have a pretty easy time moving the ball against Seattle. And then on the other side of things, yeah, San Francisco's defense is better, but Seattle's offense is awesome. And just because Russell Wilson threw a couple of kind of crappy picks last week, I wouldn't be worried about that. It's not like we think Russell Wilson is going to re- you know, have this huge regression back down to average or anything. The guy's still elite. So 53 and a half, that's one of our locks of the week. I feel pretty good about it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch this game. I think the Niners have a legit shot to win. Weather should be good. 49ers do such a good job, you know, in terms of, you know, stretching out linebackers, you know, mm-hmm. and the Seattle has good linebackers, but I don't think that they're what they used to be. Um, so I think that that advantage that maybe Seattle thinks they have on defense is gone. Um, and, and so it's sort of like, okay, let's break even here in the middle of the field. And then on the back end, it's just in a disaster. Like if Jimmy G plays even as well as he played in that Monday night game where they didn't where they where they didn't win, you know, in San mm-hmm. Francisco last year, I think that they're fine. I think they're alive. Yeah, so uh, and he didn't play that well. If he plays as well as they played on Sunday night football in week seventeen, I think they win the game. And and this is more than able to go over. So I, I'm with you. I, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this game. I, you know, the four o'clock slate really looks fun to me. The the nooners, you know, there's some good ones there, but like there's there's this game is I think going to be a really fun one because Seattle goes from being like a undisputed favorite in the division yep. just a week ago to being you know kind of like minus one fifty. This has huge playoff implications for San Francisco too. I mean, they win this game, they're over sixty percent to go to the playoffs in our simulations. They lose, yeah. they're thirty percent. Like Seattle is in a much better spot, even if they lose, to still make it to the playoffs. But for San that, Fran, this is massive. And that's because San Fran – well, San Fran has – they're one and one in the division, yeah. Yep. Whereas Seattle – Seattle's um, 0 and one the, the interesting one is Arizona, right? Because Arizona, weirdly, 
has twice as many, twice as high of a division title odds as the San Francisco 49ers and basically the same as the LA Rams. And that's because they're 2-0 and in the division, yep. um, which is a big, which is a big deal when, when you get down to tiebreakers. I mean, there's there's a legitimate shot. As much as I've been excited about the Seahawks and you know thought they were going to make it to the Super Bowl, there's a legitimate shot that you know they they come back to earth a little bit. And um, even letting Russ cook is not enough to you know to make up for some of the maladies that they have. You know, in terms of Russell Wilson holding on the ball for a while, their offensive line. And then, you know, the defense being incapable of stopping anybody and in a division where, you know, all these teams are pretty good. Um, let's do a couple quick hitters here. New England is now four and a half point underdog to Buffalo. You have to take one side of this game. Who are you taking? Uh, you take the Patriots and just hold your nose and close your eyes and, you know, let Bill do what he does, I guess. The, I'm with you, and the reasoning behind it is for these players, if they lose this game, it could be a fire sale, and they probably don't want to just you know be picked up and moved. Yeah, so. Gilmore being out really hurts them, I think, mm-hmm. but not enough for me to not enough for me to like pull the truck back, I guess. Yeah, four and a half. Uh, I'm with you. And then let's see one more here that we have not gotten to. Okay, let's go to the Monday night one real quick. Uh, Tampa Bay now twelve and a half point favorite. I'm I'm weighing the points with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think I'm with you. That line has shot up. I, I, the Giants stink. I mean, yeah, and I not. look. They're they're a team that doesn't match up particularly well here because the Giants can't run the football. They can't protect their quarterback, and Tampa Bay's defense can cover and they can swarm the quarterback. So to me, like that's you know it's too much for for the Giants to overcome. I'm with you. Uh, and then the other NFC East battle on Sunday night. Are you t- riding with Ben DiNucci getting 11 points against the Eagles? I, yep. The Nooch. I mean, it's 42 and a half. The, the Eagles have are just, you know, they have struggled against really bad teams. Here's my only worry. And tell me if this, how much this worries you and what they might do to stop this. The Eagles front four tremendous the cowboys offensive line a disaster right now they look mccarthy at this point in time didn't have to do a whole lot for dak evidently you know Mm -hmm. didn't didn't feel as though they had to do a lot for for andy dalton that was clear in the game planning they they have to know that they have to do some things for Ben DiNucci, don't they? I mean, they better, but here's Roll the problem. Out. Here's the problem. I mean, the, the thing to do is not to run the football. To, to, right, to fat but that's Zeke. what they've been trying to do. They've been like, oh, we'll protect our quarterback by running fat Zeke and letting him fumble everything away. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. I sure hope not. I, I sure hope he, they're sort of seeing the error of their ways here. Can Ben because otherwise it's gonna be a long night. Maybe they get Ben DiNucci uh, out on the perimeter, let him run a little bit. Yeah, I mean he looks athletic. You know, <laughs> well, relatively, deceptively, deceptively athletic. Dalton. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean the they have to do something to get the. Uh, 
the three wide receivers that they have are an embarrassment of riches and they've done nothing with it. I mean, it's of the, you know, I inherited a million dollars from my dad and this is worse than if I would have just put it in an index fund my entire life. Yeah, I wish. Actually, I'm kind of happy I didn't. It's a great question. Would you would you choose willingly to inherit a million dollars from your dad? Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Um, I'd like to give my dad a million dollars at some point. That'd be kind of cool. Anyways, uh, let's go to prize picks here. Uh, prizepicks.com where you can uh, parlay overs and unders for fantasy points uh, for individual players. And then depending on how many you parlay, two, three, or four, the payouts are commensurate with that. So, for example, if you parlay four, you get them all right. It is 10x uh, what you uh, what you wager. So um, a lot of cool options there. I should also mention that um, you can head to pff.com, check out all the different options that we have from Greenline, which shows you all the games against the spread and totals, uh, the power rankings um, that give you a sense of um, how many points uh, difference between the two teams there are, given our power ratings, and then player props, of course, as well. We will also be on the PFF live show on our YouTube at 1130 tomorrow. I have to shave finally for that. You don't I, I have to shave. Shaving, it's Halloween. But I feel like it, I feel like I need to, I mean, you know, Renner's got the COVID. Some of, one of us has to step up, I feel like. Yeah, I think he's stepping up and out, but you never know. Um, prayers for anyone that uh, that sees Mike Renner today. Are we, There's got to be something you can do like as a public health thing. Where like, uh, <laughs> where like, you know how it's like a missing persons, you know, mm. thing. We have to, we have to basically like put out a warning, like, hey, this person has COVID. Here's a thought: What if you have COVID and you're like, I'm throwing a COVID only party? You know how people have been asking, like, a, a, like, hey, George, are you are you old enough? You're like only four years younger than me. Are you old old enough to have had a chicken pox party when you were a kid? I did not have a chicken pox party as a kid. Thank, Dude, thank the Lord. Think about how absurd that was. Right. Like, you know, you get like we had chicken pox parties when we were kids. I mean, dude, some crazy stuff has happened. That's hey, absurd. bring your positive COVID test to my Halloween <laughs> yeah. party. You're only allowed in if you have a positive COVID Let's test. Let's go. All right. Prizefix.com. Uh, let me I will get us started here. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to go. Um, huh. let's see, how about Clyde Edwards Elair under 14 and a half. Okay. So you're going late. It's the late, it's the late. Yeah. It's the revenge game. Le'Veon Bell is getting the goal line carries. Um, and then Let's see here. I'm tempted to go Juju under 12. um, Because I just don't think he's their number one option anymore. Uh, So let me do that. I will go with those two. Okay. Um, Here's one I like. Kareem Hunt over 19. I know he's a little banged up. Oakland's front four. Um, is softer than a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. And the offensive line for Cleveland's pretty damn good. And then I'm going to go with Mark Andrews over 11 and a half. I like that. I like it a lot. There you go. You guys are welcome. Head to prospects.com. Make it happen. Eric, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow, buddy.
sea 